0: Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Are you feeling successful today? Hello there, this is Blake Lindsay, and I certainly want to welcome you to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. Today we are going to look at this idea of success. Many times we look at other people's lives and wish that we had the success they are enjoying. But is that really true? Today, Zig will tell the story of one man who appeared to have it all. But with a closer look, you may agree that you would not want to have his brand of success. Let's listen to Zig.
1: I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon.
2: You know, truth not only is stranger than fiction, but in most cases, it's funnier than fiction. A number of years ago, my brother, Judge Ziegler, who was also a speaker, was going through Charlotte, North Carolina. It was a cold, rainy uh, winter evening, and he was in the old airport, and they used to have a chocolate chip cookie machine there. And you could smell those chocolate chip cookies uh, for blocks away. Well, my brother could handle anything except temptation. So he got got, uh, close enough to smell and he went up and he bought himself a dozen of them. Now they were small, so it's not quite as bad as it sounded. He went into the waiting area and there were two seats left side by side. And there was a lady on uh, one side So he proceeded, he had his head on and his top coat and his raincoat and his briefcase and all of the paraphernalia, you know, that goes with traveling. He put all of those things down in his chocolate chip cookies there in that seat. And as he uh, turned around to sit down, when he looked back over, he saw a hand (laughs) coming out of his chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) And, you know, he thought to himself, well, you know, (laughs) at least you could have asked. You know, of course, I got a dozen, it's okay. He reached over, and uh, he got himself a cookie, and then the lady looked at him kind of funny. Then in a minute or two, she got another one, and he got another one, she got another one, he got another one, and uh, he got the last cookie. And then she picked the empty sack up, dumped the crumbs in her hand, popped them in her mouth, and about that time, the uh, call came uh, for her flight. Well, she got up, and he said as she walked past him, she gave him a look that would skin the hide off of a billy goat. I mean, uh, it was some more look. He thought to himself, boy, now that is one more nervy woman. My, these are strange people up here. Well, about 10 minutes later, uh, his call came. He got up, slipped on his uh, top coat, put on his hat, and underneath his hat. Laughter Hey, you're listening faster than I'm talking. <laughs> was a bag of chocolate chip cookies. Now, if you ever, if you ever meet a, a woman who said, you know, you can't believe that strange dude I saw in Charlotte, North Carolina. That was my brother that she'll be talking about. Several years ago, I got a letter from a gentleman in Toronto, Canada. The letter contained a substantial check. And he said, Mr. Ziegler, I know you don't do counseling, but I have a young friend who's destroying his health, losing his family, and uh, I believe you're the only person he will listen to. He has great respect for you. If you will give us an hour, I will fly the two of us to Dallas. The check is yours if you'll spend the hour with us. Well, you know, when somebody is that serious and has that kind of friend, boy, the first thing I thought is, man, isn't it wonderful to have a friend like that? So I sent the check back, told him to come on down. Young man's name was Steve Walker. They walked in, and we uh, started our dialogue, and it came out over a period of several uh, moments there. I asked him, I said, I understand that your boss is your hero. He said, that's right, he's the most successful man that I know. And I said, I also understand that you're a hard worker. He said, yes, I am a hard worker. Let me tell you just how hard he was working because his boss was a hard worker. The young man was leaving every morning at 6 o'clock to go to work. Drove 30 miles. He got home, uh, generally speaking, after 10 o'clock at night. On several occasions, he literally went to sleep driving. His health was deteriorating. His family was coming apart. And uh, he was really, uh, you know, following uh, this guy who was his boss. And I said, I understand your boss is your hero. And he said, well, yeah, he's the most successful man I know. And I said, well, now, we kind of got to look at success and see what it is. I said, uh, I'd like for you to tell me what you consider success to be. And uh, we talked, and, and he did not come out with them in the same order that we've listed them on uh, numbers of occasions. But the bottom line is when we finally got through, he agreed that anybody who was happy and healthy and at least reasonably prosperous and secure, who had friends, peace of mind, good family relationships, and hoped that the future was going to be better, was a successful man. And I said, well, now let's do something that most people never do including those of you listening to this tape. And that is, let's evaluate where we are in pursuit of what we want as versus where we think we might be. And I said to the young man, for example, we know that in any audience, if I divide the audience exactly half in two, and they're all salespeople, same experience, same territory, set on the same product, same abilities, but one keeps precise records on the people they call on, what happened and how they can improve on the next one will sell dramatically more than the other one will. And I said, on weight loss, if you take people, those who keep exact records on what they eat, I mean, every bite will lose weight faster and they will keep it off longer than well, those who say, well, I don't really eat that much. You know, it depends on what they call much. Most people on that are in denial. And as you know, denial is just a river in Egypt. As far as, uh, you know, a lot of people are concerned. So I said, let's talk about your boss and let's see how he measures up with your picture of success. I said, first of all, uh, how happy is your boss? And he said, well... You know, I don't really think he's happy. And I said, well, why do you say that? And he said, well, first of all, I almost never see him smile. I don't think I've heard him laugh a half a dozen times. And on top of that, he's got ulcers. I said, well, let me tell you something. Based on what you just told me, we got to give him a failing grade on the happiness part there. And on the health, if he's got ulcers, that raises a, a, you know, a failure there on the, at this particular moment. And I said, you get ulcers not because of what you eat, but because of what's eaten you. And so that means he doesn't have peace of mind. I said, now I've asked you one question, and three of the eight things that you consider to be success, he doesn't have. I said, tell me about how prosperous is he? He said, oh, man, he said, he is rolling in the dough, and he's making more all the time. And I said, well, okay, on the prosperity bit then, we will give him a big old plus. Now, let me ask you, how secure is uh, your boss? Now, understand, he's thinking mostly financial security. And he said, well, he's as secure as money can make him. And I said, well, now, we had an ex-governor worth over $100 million, and he went bankrupt. How does your boss compare to him? He said, oh, he doesn't have that much money. I said, well, we had an industrialist in this area worth over half a billion. He went bankrupt, so he couldn't compare with him, could he? And I said, and he said, no. So I said, of really, the financial security, would it be fair to say that as far as that's concerned, there is a legitimate question? He said, yeah, things happen." Actually, only 19 of the top 100 corporations in America in 1900 are still in business today. So we do know that things change there. I said, tell me, how many friends does your boss have? He thought of me and said, I don't think he's got any. He said, actually, I'm not his friend. I I just admire him uh, a lot. Uh, To tell you the truth, the guy is somewhat of a jerk. I said, okay. Then we'll give him a failing grade on that one. I said, tell me about his family relationships. And he said, well, his wife's divorcing him. So I said, well, we kind of got to give him a big old X on that one. I said, tell me about his hope for the future. He said, well, now, he thinks he's got a great future, but I'm beginning to think that, uh, you know, maybe he doesn't after all. I said, well, in other words, we could put an honest question mark on the hope part. He said, yeah, I think we could. And I said, well, now let's take a little inventory of the eight things you consider to be success. He gets a plus on one. He gets a minus on five. And a maybe on two of them. Now I said, let me ask you a question. Based on this actual factual exploration of your admiration for the most successful man you know would you swap places with him the young man uh, sat there kind of stunned for quite a few seconds then slowly he stood up he extended his hand indicating the interview was over
0: Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG.
2: Now, as you listen to this tape, let me ask you a question. Would you exchange everything you hold dear to have more bucks in the bank? I dare say that Nobody who ever listened to this would be willing to do that. And the good news is you don't have to. As stated in previous recordings, if you go for quality of life first, if you plan the other things, then they're far more likely to happen as well. And the better balanced you are, ultimately, the more income you're going to have. Now, I want to emphasize the point. Life cannot always be in perfect balance every day and every week. But when we keep our records and our inventory, and I do that in the goal-setting section of these presentations very, very clearly, then if we keep those records, then when we get completely out of balance, if we keep saying, you know, well, next week I'll do better, next week I'll do better, next week I'll do better, well, then you, that's called your attention. And you say, hey, this week is... The next week I was talking about last week. You see, tomorrow really does come, and we need to think about that. Now, if you're going to achieve all the things we want, you've got to see yourself in that category. The picture you have of yourself is so enormously important. You cannot be one kind of person and another kind of performer. You've got to have a picture of yourself, and you cannot, as Dr. Joyce brother says, consistently perform in a manner which is inconsistent with the way you see yourself. For 24 years of my adult life, by choice, I weighed well over 200 pounds. Now, I say by choice, you see, because I've never accidentally eaten anything. <laughs> Always a choice. Now, if I choose to eat too much, then I have chosen to weigh too much. Over those years, I tried every kind of diet known to man. I, I tried a 30-day diet, lost a month. You know. I tried dieting religiously I mean I quit eating in church you know. I can't tell you this about dieting you need to stay away from cottage cheese a lot of people don't know it but that's the most fattening food in existence now I have no scientific evidence to validate that but I've noticed in world travel that don't nothing but fat folks eat the stuff so you, you know you draw your own conclusion as far as I'm concerned that's true One thing thing that was positive I did discover is that my body retains ice cream. So, you know, I I knew that I had to do something. Well, 23 years ago, I got on a sensible eating and exercise program. Up until then, my idea of exercise simply was to fill the tub, take a bath, pull the plug, and fight the current. I mean, you know, that was it. Now, that's not really that much of an exercise program. Now, the reality is, eating too much wasn't my problem. See, I had a picture of myself. I'm a fat boy. I'm a fat man. When my youngest daughter, who will be 40 on August 26th, was a little girl, I taught her when she was 18 months old to call me fat boy. Now, she didn't know what she was doing, She would laugh because I would laugh on the outside. But on the inside, it was an entirely different matter. See, I knew I was a fat boy, and it hurt. I could look in the mirror, and I could tell. I had a picture of me laying out on the diving board of the swimming pool. At least part of me was on the diving board. (laughs) I could tell. I saw myself as a fat boy. And as long as I saw myself as a fat boy, it didn't make any difference how much weight I lost. It's coming right back. 100% 100% of the time it will come back until the picture changes. You've got to see yourself where you want to be. One of the most uh, amazing and dramatic stories that I've ever heard is the story of Victor Serebriakov, unless it's succeeded uh, by the young man Steve Walker I just talked about. I met Steve again a couple of years ago at one of the seminars, and uh, he gave me this picture he says thank you for helping to make this possible and it's a picture his family is well together they've added a member of the family now that's what i call real growth (laughs) the best way is the right way folks he got an entirely different job is making more money than he was making when he was killing himself working himself to death
0: how are you doing in the areas that zig mentioned Are you happy and healthy? Do you have healthy family relationships? Are you secure? Are you reasonably prosperous? Do you have friends, peace of mind, and hope for the future? If you had to say no to any of these questions, let me encourage you that there is hope for you. There is a way for you to build your life so that you can say yes to all those questions. There are specific strategies that you can use to help you in all these areas. I am so excited about a way that you can truly live your life to the fullest. It's our newest product called the Ziggler Vault. I'll take just a minute to tell you what's up on the web. The Vault includes all of Zig's best audio and video materials. It's for you to access wherever and whenever you want to for a monthly subscription of $14.97. You can listen and watch whatever topic you want to learn more about, as well as download your favorites. Weekly, we are adding new information and new speakers. If you want more information, I'll be glad to help you. My telephone number 972-383-3268. I want to answer all your questions and help you the best I can. My email address is B Lindsay L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at Ziggler Z-I-G-L-A-R.com. Until next week, I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to live your life to the fullest.